You are welcome to another exciting episode of CADA Matters. CADA Matters is an awareness-raising program of CADA. CADA is an acronym for Church Against Domestic Abuse, a UK-based charity working to prevent and end domestic abuse, especially in Christian homes. Listen to this episode with Gracilis so as to build healthy relationships and keep your home and relationships abuse-free. So hi everyone, thank you for joining us today on CADA Matters, which is Church Against Domestic Abuse. Can I? I can hear an echo. Okay. Okay, let's see. Okay. Is that better now? Uh, okay, yeah, it's a lot better. All right. Okay. okay, yeah. So, yeah, welcome everyone. Trust you had a lovely day, whatever parts of the planet you're on. Uh, hope your day went well. Hope you had a fantastic day, had opportunities. And uh, we're delighted that you joined us to spend your Thursday evening, Thursday evening or morning, <laughs> depending on what part of the globe that you're in. <laughs> <laughs> so it's an absolute delight to see you. Last week we talked about um, we talked about verbal abuse, and we did say that today we'll be back here to speak about um, conflict resolution because in all we were discussing in verbal abuse, some of the things we said was walking away, how to manage conflict, how to the word conflict kept on repeating itself. So it's only right that for a word that we use so much that we kind of like delve and look into it. Um, my name is Hemo and tonight I have with me the convener of Kadamatas. Um, do you want to say introduce yourself and then we continue from there? Hello, my name is Gracilis. Um according to Hemo, my nine to five job is <laughs> doing something about making sure people have instruments that they use for talking <laughs> in the right way. <laughs> yes, and then the rest part of the job is doing things like this. So, hi. I hope that has helped introduce me in a very good way. I hope so. Are you running away from us asking you for free treatment? That's why you don't want to tell us why you do 9 to 5. Is that what you're scared of? You don't want us to come for whitening <laughs> and straightening and all that. Anyhow, so yeah, it's our delight to always have you on the other side of the seat when you're um, asking and drawing from your wealth of knowledge. So straight on, let's go in. What is a conflict? Remember, we're talking about conflict resolution and the basic thing, the basic benchmark. I think the starting point is what is conflict resolution? What is this that we're talking about? Or what is a conflict rather? Well, conflicts, when we, what we're talking about, when we say conflict, we mean verbal arguments, verbal disagreements and arguments. And it's something people have every time. It happens in every relationship. It's not necessarily a bad thing. And that's just because everyone has the right to their own opinion. And so you get to disagree at one point or the other. And depending on how you use conflict, you could get your relationship working better for you. Okay. So how often, you, you, you know you said that I'm entitled to my opinion or everyone is entitled to their opinion. Is it then? possible and you're talking about that disagreement do i still have you yes okay. 
All right, yeah. So how often then do these disagreements occur? How often can a conflict occur? And is it also okay to have conflicts in a healthy relationship or a work, a relationship that everybody's like, oh, this is a fantastic relationship? I think that's a two-pronged question for you. How often does it occur and is it possible for it to occur in any kind of healthy relationship here? Yeah. Well, I would say that if you have a relationship and there's no conflict at all, that could be a sign of unhealthiness. I know people claim a lot of things and all that because it could just be that one person is being subdued and the mm. person never has to say what their opinion is. And it could, become, mm. it could actually be a learned behavior to get to that point in a relationship. A relationship could tilt to that point due to abuse and you've just learned not to state your opinion just go with the flow of that person so that peace mm -hmm. will reign but in every relationship i mean the bible says that um in this world you will always have trouble but my peace i live with you i think that's the best way to say as long as there are two people there is always going to be the tendency for some form of conflict at one point or the other uh, what I also say is, they, they, I just I was trying to say that I remember that someone, someone said something about, I saw a post one time, someone said, oh, you are quarreling with me because I have not spoken to you. You know that there are sometimes I even quarrel with myself, you know. <laughs> so sometimes your, people, your conflict will even be with yourself. Between yourself, you could have conflict and you keep in malice with some part of yourself and all of that. Mm -hmm. So they talk less of bringing another whole person in. That's a person with their own experiences, their judgments, their intuition. So that mm -hmm. tendency of conflict is there and it's okay for it to happen even in a healthy relationship. Okay. So in other words, are we saying conflicts are disagreements? Would we? Yes. Would we... Verbal disagreements mm -hmm. and or argue, arguments. So I know okay. the word you said disagreements uh, and arguments because mm -hmm. I think it's because of the different ways we've seen conflicts occur in all the different places we've been growing up and things like that that's what has made us you know look at conflict as a bad thing because conflict didn't just happen with it came name calling with it came you know ugly situations fightings and all of that people were not able to look for model in front of us we couldn't see as it were um what do you call that now we couldn't see as it were fair fighting okay thank you Larry, for joining yeah so you, you at the beginning you talked about um those opinions everyone having their own opinions and all that so is that the main reason why conflicts occur that difference in opinion is that why conflicts arise or why why disagreements or arguments arise why does this happen why must i have a conflict or why does it occur Okay, welcome, Ronke. Well, what I would say is that conflicts happen for various reasons, and one of the first reasons is we're different. Do you understand? We're all different too. We we all have a different sense of fairness. Everybody's looking at the glass from empty, you know, half empty, half full, and then there's also this strong will, will, willness that we also all have. This is the way we think it should be done. And because this, that boils down to our opinion, really, this is the way we think we should be done. We, we want to pursue that and follow that at all costs. So those are some of the reasons why conflict could, could occur. A difference in opinion, a difference in what we think is fair. There's a sense of entitlement. And all of that could actually bring conflict into the home. Because at the end of the day, two people feel strongly about, about. the same thing in different ways. Mm-hmm. 
Okay. And then perhaps may never know until that argument comes for you know that, oh, this is how your partner or your significant other feels about it. And it is also supposed to be sort of like a learning curve. A learning curve? What can we learn from conflicts? <laughs> Well, we can learn from conflict because in that verbal disagreement or argument, you get to know what the person is thinking. You get to know the person better. Because remember, at this point, people are disagreeing over a certain thing. Do you understand? And, and it may not have been something that has come up. You know, sometimes people say 1,000 questions to ask before you get mad. I'm telling you, even if you ask 25,000 questions, there will come one or two odd moments where something you never thought to ask. Sometimes it might even be something a child would just spontaneously ask and you mm. suddenly find out that you both have strong opinions in the opposite direction. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. So we've, we've Thank you for that. Thank you for those, um, that response. So let's begin to tie this in now. We've looked at what a conflict is. We've looked at why it occurs and how it occurs or the scenarios in which these conflicts occur now. So how can we then move into our topic for today, which is conflict resolution? So these disagreements have happened. These um, arguments have happened, which you've said it could be just that interpretation of what is fair to me, my own interpretation of fair or my, inter or my opinion. So how can we resolve these conflicts or these things are called? Because at the beginning you said it has to happen in a relationship, otherwise somebody's been dominated or someone has just kind of like zeroed out. So how can we resolve those conflicts when they arise? Well, there are different um, ways. I've, I've read two different things to say, okay, how do we resolve conflict? I mean, conflict resolution is the resolving of conflicts, basically. I think we need to define that. And we can resolve conflicts by doing certain things. First of all, I would say maintaining boundaries. You know, so you want to make sure that your conflict is not generating, degenerating to something else. It's supposed to be a verbal argument or a disagreement. And all that involves is just a difference in opinion. It shouldn't, it shouldn't degenerate to name calling. It shouldn't degenerate to yelling and shouting, you know, as the dominant style. And so keep boundaries. And if somebody is, if the conflict starts and it starts turning to a heated argument and you, you leave, as it were, the focus of what we're saying, and we're moving elsewhere, then there's a problem, then you should, you know, come out of it. And then the second thing I'll say is take the time to hear the other person, mm -hmm. allow the other person to speak, you know, and come also with the aim of understanding, don't come with the aim of everything on my card must be fulfilled, you know, because when you come with that aim, what will happen, I mean, and that's to do with our conflict resolution styles, to be honest. When you come with that in, you probably not get satisfied. And if the two people are not satisfied, guess what? There will be some form of resentment or the other. So I would say also that when it comes to um, conflict, you have to come with that fairness, coming with um, the ability to listen to the other yeah. person, to allow the other person's cards to, to come on the table, and then to, to ensure that be, be beyond all of this, it is about what it is about. So making sure that perhaps there might be some underlying issues, and that's what's causing the disagreement, because sometimes the argument is not about the argument. The argument is actually about something else that was not resolved, and this has just been a point, as it were, for you to let out the steam of what happened at point D that was not taken care of. So, you know, there's a need for us during conflict to ensure that what we're arguing about really is what we're supposed to be arguing about. We're not arguing because we have some unresolved issues behind us. 
Um, I believe also that when it comes to conflict, we should come also, uh, as we really said, it says love is respect. We should come there with um, that respectful attitude, knowing that, listen, th behind this individual that I love or I'm hoping to love forever and ever is the fact that they are free, you know, to mm -hmm. air their own opinions. And they should do that without fear of intimidation. They should do that without fear of someone attacking their self-esteem just because they are different. I think that some, those are some of the ways that can help us when it comes to conflict resolution. Okay, thank you. It's thank you very much for that and and those um those pointers that you gave us. I just want to latch on something you mentioned. You talked about conf um on this uh, your resolution styles and because I know you said something about you doesn't you don't have to scream and all that. But I'll give use myself as an example. If I'm getting worked up or I'm getting upset, my voice goes an octave higher. Not necessarily screaming, but it just becomes really shrill. And I remember initially my husband was like, you're screaming. I'm like, I'm not screaming. My voice is just getting shrill. And and because that's not the normal way I talk, um, it's um, it, it just sounds as if I'm screaming. And then, okay, when he said that a couple of times, I just found out, okay, if we're having an argument, I would rather just walk away from that so would you say walking away is my conflict resolution style and if no what are conflict resolution styles and can you um just elaborate on a few for us okay well that's um everyone has their different response and to be honest conflict resolution we we learn how to resolve conflicts by what we've seen sometimes growing up the way we've seen it done in our house. And if, if, if you grow up, grew up in a home where rather than say anything, maybe your mom always kept quiet, you'll find yourself almost repeating that as saying, that just seems to, okay, let's just avoid trouble and all of that. So I would say that um, from research, there are like five styles of conflict resolution that we exhibit. And I want to say that sometimes you could be exhibiting a particular style in one relationship and not exhibiting that style in another relationship. So, because sometimes our work face is different from our home face. The way mm -hmm. we act at work sometimes, some of us are better at setting boundaries at work than at setting boundaries at home or vice versa. So even as I discussed this, just realize that you could be using one style at home and you could be using one style at work. You could be using one style with your friends. So it just depends on that. Welcome. I can't see the name of the person who has joined just now, but you're welcome. So there are different styles. We'll have what we call the collaborating style. You know, this is a style where you are assertive, but you're also cooperative. So with that, that what happens is that you want to, you want to, you want to work with, I mean, your partner, you know, you want to identify a solution that identifies everyone's concerns, you know, so you don't want anybody going away with, you know, feeling that they didn't get what they want or their feelings or what they want is sort of like minimized. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you get that. Yeah. So yeah. they are integrating between both of you just to make sure that at the end of the day, you get something that everybody is happy with. So you are assertive and you are also cooperative. Then you could get to another style, which <laughs> the competitive style of conflict resolution. Um, and with that style, you are assertive, but you are uncooperative. You are willing to only pursue your own concerns at another person's expense. Mm -hmm. We need to watch ourselves. And that's why they say oh, people are partners. So just watch yourself 
and make sure that you're not using that competitive style where you where you sort of sometimes it's just learned we've sort of thought that the winner is we have this the winner style you yeah, know, take yeah. yes i have won but and that's not how you should be in a healthy relationship and then we have the avoiding style which is something that some of us you know usually just tend to and that is the unassertive the uncooperative you know whereby you just step aside whatever wants to be done you know let the person do just so as to avoid trouble you don't want to you don't just want it's just the avoiding style really i don't know if that's something you're going sometimes some people mm -hmm. use that in work uh, they say it's safe to use this kind of style if you are dealing with a situation that is not it's not um it's not life threatening you don't actually yeah. have a great concern about the outcome so you are happy any which way or you don't just want to do anything and then you've got the accommodating style which is that kind of style that is sort of like it's a style where we have a, a an, an ingredient of self-sacrifice you know, when accommodating to satisfy the other person's needs. So this time around, it's not just about the two of you as in getting all your needs met, you know. It's you, the person you accommodate, um, the person you're not just, you're cooperative, not necessarily being assertive. And what happens there is one needs to watch that style to make sure that's not your default style because what might happen is after some time, you might start, it might lead to resentment. You know, you might lead to resentment. And then you have the compromises that seems to say, okay, both of us, let's leave something on the table. You leave something, I leave something. You know, we're going to put, there's some assertiveness and there's also some cooperativeness. And, and the best mm -hmm. way to use this also in the home is when you're having outcomes that are not crucial, you know, and then you're losing time and you just need to get on a decision. So those, that's, I think those are the five that I've said that we could actually yeah. use. And what I want to say is that when it comes to conflict resolution, some people won't go for PhD for conflict resolution. It's a learned behavior. Sometimes I have had to learn also sometimes how to like come up with this thing you did. I did not like it, you know, come up with being able to say from your own point of view, because if not, you find out that in relationships, you end up, if you're not careful, resenting the other person. And the other person might not even know at all yeah that. so that's yeah. something for us to watch out for all right thank you very much and let me read this comment here from mrs mrs lid okay, okay she says i think if we're tr tr is it trying to get if you're trying to get your point across and it is not being received and you're not hearing the other person's point then leave and return when you have both cooled out. i think that's quite um practical no, if you can much, much if you okay. Uh, sorry, don't know if you can achieve. Don't know if you can get a resolution where both are emotionally charged. Yeah, so she's talking here about temperaments and the capacity to walk away. So just looking at the the conflict resolution styles you mentioned sound very academic. So if you wanted to break it down, as we are not talking of academic, we're not trying to be a psychologist on a chair on a therapist chair on our day-to-day -day, like the example that um the scenario um mrs lid gave mm -hmm. what where, what would you term that like that where she said walking away and coming back when you've both cooled down how would you classify that in you just where would you place that well, I wouldn't say that is avoidance because basically what you're using is you're being emotionally intelligent and realizing that this is not the best time to discuss this. 
you know so mm -hmm. with every conflict when it comes to conflict resolution what i would say also is time matters you know time matters location matters and when we say time we're not just talking about the time of the day but the time what is happening there are some discussions you don't want to start on a monday morning and there are also some discussions you, want, you don't want to start on a sunday morning and mm -hmm. sometimes some people some people <laughs> some people actually bring some certain discussions on a sunday morning because they are hoping to manipulate you know some mm -hmm. answers you know and then you don't also want to be a victim of sunday morning demons so it's, it's, all, it's also perfect. I see you don't want to be having a, a conversation when both of you are getting emotionally charged because at the end of the day, you might end up saying things you, you, yeah. you would regret. So yeah. it's better to, to talk about it when both people are calm, chilled out, and you can say, what were you saying? Because there's no point talking when the other person is no more listening or the other person has been chilled off exactly all right so we've we've thank you so much so we've looked at that yes learn to pick your battles as a another practical thing there are some things you should um let go so because yes. this is kada church where the c stands for church so by our name you shall know us and by our name you know that we are faced faith-based um um enterprise so what does the bible does the bible say anything about conflict and conflict resolution does it, is it silent or does it have practical tips for us well the bible has a lot to say about conflict resolution the bible shows us several places where people had conflicts uh, the bible talks about also several you know different ways people went about with conflict i mean if you look at amon if you look at um, amon if you look at um, absalom the story of tama if you look at that story, you find out that there was this avoidance thing. That avoidance thing by David was what degenerated. Oh, you're not dealing with the situation. We didn't talk about it. You know, we left it. And guess what? One person went resentful or forgiving yeah. and eventually carried out what he wanted to carry out. We could also go further down again and look at, yeah, there are just several examples all over the Bible. You find out that in relationships, you find out that people in the Bible who were in relationships also had conflicts. Abraham and Lot, um, the Proverbs person tells us about, um, um, tells us about what it means to live with a quarreling woman, you know, talks about the importance of avoiding strife. But you see, even in all of that, there's it, it a balance between words. There's a balance between saying the truth. There's also a balance between a time to, to talk and a time to keep quiet. I mean, I think that's a very, very powerful verse when it comes to conflict resolution. The Bible says there's a time for everything and begins to give all of those times. And if you look through in the New Testament, you know, there are several, several references to the ability to live at peace with each other. And I think that basically being able to differentiate what we are disagreeing about from the person, you know, it's key as it were, to conflict resolution. So it shouldn't be um, a time, a, a, a time of conflict should not degenerate to a place of abuse, as it were. It should not degenerate to attacking someone's character. Remember, you're supposed to be having a disagreement. It's just yeah. a change and a difference in opinion. That is what we are dealing with. And if you do have any underlying issues, I think it would be best to deal with them. You know, sometimes it's always like, Sorry, okay, I've, I've kept this one. I need to bring, hi, Tam Tam. Um, it's like, I need to bring bring it up. Let me dig it up. Let me, we might as well address all of it now. You know, as, as they say, while we're around this street, you know, just thinking about, I think the key, the 
key things you've talked about and some points you've said about choosing your timing. And I think very importantly, looking at the issue at hand and not the person, because I think that's where things tend to get ugly, where people forget the issue at hand and then later be like, what were we even on about? Because it has degenerated into something else. And I think another point that you talked about was the timing, being emotionally intelligent enough to know when to address some of the issues. Because surely, must you always resolve a conflict as soon as it occurs? And I like the examples you gave about David and uh, how he handled the issue with Absalom uh, and all that and what happened, you know. So, um, oh, I, I like, um, is it Vonnie Williams says, approach conversation. Okay, hi, Ronke. It says, approach conversations as teammates being on the same side. Absolutely. It sounds very simple and logical, but when in the heat of the moment, people don't remember that they are teammates. We're on the same team. We're on the same team. We're on the same team. I think it's um, one of Tony Evans' sons. The other one, I think it's Jonathan. No, not mm. Jonathan. The other one, Jonathan's brother that says... Um, Anthony Junior. Anthony yeah. Junior, yeah. Yes, that, that he always tells, you know, his wife always tells him by the time he's going on, just like, cool, cool down, babe, cool down, babe, we're on the same team. We're on the same team. So before you go on a tangent, we're actually on the same team. So I think having that in mind. Mind, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. And I think knowing, yeah, and I think also um, knowing that it's an issue of a difference of opinions and mm -hmm. it's not a decision that has to be made on a world war or something like that. Oh, thank you. Another very thing, Yeah. I just thought about something that, you know, we're talking about, oh, don't degenerate. Sometimes it's not even degenerating to that person. It degenerates to the person's people, you know, and then you start, you turn the, the argument to your mother always does this. That's how your sister, you know, and all of that. And I've, I've been in one, <laughs> this was like many, many years ago. I said many, yeah. many, many, I, I can still remember, you know, I was visiting one of my elder sister's friends. We we're just there. I forgot what the wife said to the husband. And this thing started, bam, bam, bam. But it was just going one, two, climbing three, four, five, six, four, seven. I said, next, it was a simple, you know, somebody says something. Well, obviously that thing has triggered some other things and next thing i just said your people your mother are you talking to me your father i was just like shut by the time we're leaving there i was just like let's just go to our house please <laughs> <laughs> so it might yeah. not just be that person you know you wanted the person's sister did something he did not say anything about it that you felt it should be addressed you just kept it and before you know there comes one other simple thing that that we should have just argued and ended but yeah i think i think a key thing we could always go back to was one of the contributions one of our, our participants just said about walking away the ability of one person to just walk away from um such um scenarios i read something on social on i think facebook a while, just a few months ago where a husband and a wife were in an argument over something silly and name calling started just as you've just said in this example and it led to the woman talking about her mother-in-law all the stories <laughs> that her husband had told her in confidence about oh, his yeah. mother she used it against him and he went and told 
his mom and his sisters and they came they wanted to beat the daylight out of her oh and it was just it was just crazy forgetting that he gave that information but at the heat of the moment you know and i think some of the things we say ah, i need to get it off my chest when is when is doing me as they we say in pigeon english you know as it, as it hurts like it's fresh i need to get it sorted no, but, no, 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 no. yeah but i think importantly like we're saying about um finding the right time and also the bible does say is it in proverbs that a soft answer mm-hmm. turns away wrath so you can choose to be that person that would respond to harsh words contrary opinions with a gentler approach okay i'm just looking at the time if you had any final thoughts on conflict resolution um what would that those be if someone is going through finding it difficult so someone comes to you look i've tried all these things you've said i've walked away but my my spouse is very cantankerous they i leave the room they'll come into the room they'll come after me i've walked away i've kept quiet i've tried everything you've said but it's still not working what would you say to that person who comes to you to say look it's hard to get through to my spouse or to my manager or to my child because conflicts can occur between parents and children what would you say to that person Well, one of the things that first came to my mind just as you were talking was um just yieldedness to the Holy Spirit as in being able to navigate to say Holy Spirit what do you want me to do in this situation and just before we start thinking that it sounds churchy I think that another way that we could go about these things as Christians is one the ability to pray for and over every situation and secondly i would also talk about um, there's something else that has come to my mind just the ability to pray ability to speak affirming words over your relationship so speak affirming words over your relationship but i remember that sometimes someone's um, cankerous spirit as it were might actually be a manifestation of low self esteem hmm Jonathan say so could be yeah. that the person dealing with inner issues so and that there's no problem in seeing a counselor go and speak to a counselor get the get the person on board also go for go go for couple counseling go and see, speak to a counselor and uh, a therapist to find out to dig out what are the inner issues really because mm-hmm. why would somebody be cancer sometimes somebody might just be trying to somebody might be dealing with a rape incident that happened in their childhood and the way they go about it is they 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 think that at that time they should have been more assertive they think that at that time they should have done something about it and then they put that in their head to say that i will never allow you know somebody to do that to me or any so when an argument comes rather than the time when they're supposed to like compromise and all of that they they they're using that past experience as this what happened to me if i was more assertive maybe this or that would not have happened and so the person is pulling that and that person, that becomes the person what you call default mode that's why i said there's a need to seek a therapist there's a mm. need to go and speak to a psychologist sit down there and try to dig out what are the inner issues as it were yeah yeah oh thank you absolutely thank you so much thank you for so much and um yeah those those are awesome finding making use of resources Mm-hmm. look for counselors therapists speak to someone and i found that for me one i would i would end by saying i found out that lately i'd i'd rather vent on a third party so that when i'm up 
when I'm resolving those issues, when I want to bring up those issues with my with my husband or with in work, I am more calm. I've taken that burden off my chest by venting to someone else, although they might not like it. Or, but I've just found that it's good to have a listening ear just for them to have that listening ear. I found that, that it has helped me lately in my approach to uh, dealing with conflicts, venting to someone, pouring out my frustrations, and then coming back to this person. Because when I'm talking about you the second time, that emotion isn't there anymore. It's all spent. It's all spent. Yeah. But thank you so much for the insights. And thank you, everyone, for um, your contributions tonight. We really do appreciate them and um we will just ask that please do share our content um if you're not following us already please do follow us on all our social media um platforms that's facebook instagram here and also twitter while it's free <laughs> no no we're not <laughs> no, why it's free? <laughs> we will we, we'll pay for we whatever, Ellen, we'll yes, whatever Elon has. We'll resolve that conflict with him. <laughs> we'll resolve it with him. But on a serious note, thank you, everyone that turns up every Thursday night to join us I and for engaging. I also put um, a Bible verse, Matthew 18 15 to 16. If I remember correctly, I think that the Bible verse that says, after speaking to your brother, you know, in the house, if that doesn't work, you know, then go with somebody. If that doesn't work, then go with the church. I, I think that's that verse. Mm. I think so. Well, I don't know. Oh, welcome, mm. Pastor Prosper. Also, I think that that that's also that's the verse that she's talking about. Mm -hmm. I yeah. hope I'm putting it correctly. Yeah, that's that's the Bible standard for resolving conflicts for believers and like we say it, it's we should approach those things and um knowing also i think that it's healthy to have those moments of healthy disagreements in relationship because it then shows that everyone has a say or everyone is free to be themselves and express themselves so uh, a healthy conflict is never bad it's how we go about resolving them that causes the issue and we've talked about you looking at the issue at hand and not attacking the person or being focusing on the person so thank you everyone again for joining us we'll be here again next week as we start winding down for christmas it's 45 days for christmas where we would have our christmas break but please do join us <laughs> do join us here again next thursday at 8 30 where we'll be here again with another exciting and educative and informative topic as we discuss so thank you very much have a lovely lovely evening or morning depending on where you are and god bless you bye for now bye. invite all the men next week it's celebrating international men's day so you guys coming <laughs> right thank take you We hope you enjoyed and learnt from today's session. Till we come your way again, remember, God hates abuse. There is no excuse for abuse. The church, which is you and I, say no to domestic abuse. <laughs>